an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right. In today's episode, I sit down with Sharon Kirsten, all the way from Sydney, Australia, and we talk about energy mastery. You may remember in the Own Your Own Outcome, Mark channeled his angels, but the meditation that he listened to was from Sharon Kirsten. Sharon was so gracious to join us on the podcast and share her wisdom about how we can create the life that we want. Sharon is a life coach and energy master and the author of the Amazon best-selling book, The Answers Within. Sharon left her corporate job where she helped to create one of the most successful companies in Europe that was ranked number five in the Wall Street Journal's Billion Dollar Startup Club. But Sharon knew that her spirit was aching and wanted something new. In this episode, Sharon shares her dark night and how you can manifest the things you want in your life, as well as how you can love yourself even more. So without further ado, here is powerhouse manifester, Sharon Kirsten. Let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. with Sharon Kirsten. And I have to say, you guys, I think I found my spirit twin. (laughs) (laughs) I fell in love with your Instagram page first. And you know, you had like this code, what what do you call that? Uh, Energy code. code activation. Yeah, the code activation. And I was like, wow, that feels good. And then I started reading your quotes and then learning about your bio and, you know, being a stalker. (laughs) And I just, I love everything you're doing. I feel like it's everything that I believe in. So I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. And when you reached out to me and I read your message, I was just immediately feeling my vibe. Let's have a chat. This is going to be amazing. I just loved your energy that spoke through that message. Thank you. Well, see, that's the thing about people who are energetic is that we just know. And probably because, I mean, I probably was your sister or we were sisters on another planet or something like that. (laughs) Or in another lifetime, we're just being reconnected and you guys are all here to witness it. So you all have listened to one of the podcasts that we did recently with Mark and Amy and Mark was channeling. Remember like when he was channeling the angels? So Mark had listened to Sharon's meditation and, it, and what was it called? Do you remember? It's actually on my YouTube. It's called Higher Dimension Creation. Okay. Yeah. Well, it'll make you <laughs> channel angels. No, I'm kidding. But it helped him help Mark to start channeling an angel. And he got so much wisdom. And we talk about it on the other podcast. And that is all due to this beautiful woman channeling that meditation and then sharing it with the world. So thank you. 
Yeah, my absolute pleasure. I was so grateful and thankful that actually Mark reached out to tell me and I listened to your episode and I was like, oh my God, this is so absolutely amazing. Because oftentimes, you know, you put out content, you channel these things and you do all the stuff, but I would have never learned how much it had impacted him and helped him. And, oh yeah. You know, yeah and then out. on the podcast, everybody else got a healing. <laughs> so <laughs> isn't that great? <laughs> that is great. Yeah. yeah. That just blows my mind. It's so awesome. And I love that you did it whenever and it doesn't matter. It just, you know, it comes at the right time for the people that need it at the right time. All divine timing, people. So wonderful. So tell me all about you. Tell me, I mean, I feel like we have been separated at birth and I just need to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to be a long catch up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, um, would you like me to give a rough overview or? Yeah. Tell me about how you got into this, this whole energy thing, you know, making Mm. energy codes and, you know, manifesting, they call you the manifesting queen, right? Or something like that. Um, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> well, how did I get into all of this? Well, first of all, I did the whole opposite. Gladly enough, my dad was quite spiritual. My parents got divorced and he basically went on this whole quest of, oh, why did this happen with the meaning of life? And basically opened up the doors for me to actually ask deeper questions. But then I decided, okay, I'm going to do the whole worldly thing and get two degrees and you know study and get the corporate job and all of that. And um, by the time I was 30, I had helped build the most successful e-commerce company in Europe. It was a startup. It was amazing. Until I really hit that point where I asked myself or heard this voice inside, like, is this it? This actually what I'm going to be doing for the next 40 years of my life. Because I Mm. felt actually in corporate, it can't get much better than this. Like what I've already done now, I can't make it better than going from like 30 people in a company to 10,000 and having that experience. So I literally asked myself, so is the rest just going to be like, oh, same, same now? <laughs> right, right, right. Inside me, I just had this yearning for more. And I wanted to make more of an impact in other people's lives. And I just wanted it to be more meaningful. And I heard this voice inside myself that said, I need to reconnect with my soul. Like I've lost, I've completely disconnected from my soul. I actually don't really know who I am. And you know how sometimes in these books about finding your purpose, or they say, you know, what you wanted to be as a child, that's actually like the best indicator for what you want to be or like what your soul is actually guiding you because that was the purest idea that you had. And I went through a few exercises and I realized I never really had anything where I said, oh, I want to be a fireman or I want to be like whatever people want to be. And I'm like, I never had that. When my dad asked me at age eight what I want to be when I grow up, I said, wise. So that's not, <laughs> my, that's not much of a job description. And I just remembered that I had this desire to to have superpowers. I know it sounds ridiculous, but, um, you know, that was the only thing that I really could connect with and that really excited me and just, you know, telepathy and like, you know, how the X-Men have their special powers, mm-hmm, <laughs> like read yeah. minds and, and just heal with their hands or like work these energies, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew that was something that I really was interested in. And then I started searching around, you know, being psychic and your psychic senses and how to do all that. And at some point, a friend of mine said, you know, I think you would be a really good coach. Like, have you ever looked into that? Like, is that something uh, you ever considered? And I was like, huh. And I remember lying in my bed at night, even like after reading that text message, I was like, I'm going to Google this. And I Googled life coach training or something like that. 
and a result popped up that said angel life coach training. And I was like, hmm, what's that? <laughs> like, what is that about? Is angel like a brand thing? Or like, I didn't really get that she may actually be talking about angels. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's weird. Because I was still very much in that corporate mindset, right? Mm. But I checked it out and I checked the website and I thought, oh, this sounds actually familiar. I went to my bookshelf and there was one book that I had from her, but I had never really read it. And so I was like, okay. And I got on this whole inner quest of, this is crazy, <laughs> but I kind of feel drawn to it. <laughs> you know, my logical mind, like, how crazy is it with this whole angel thing? And in my mind, you know, angels were something very Catholic and just like, and I didn't really resonate, you know, with the religions, like these mm -hmm. very set things that need to be done and said, and uh, like, that wasn't really my thing. So I was going back and forth in my head around, actually, should I go to this training or not? <laughs> Until I asked a friend and he was like, you know what, why don't you just go? And if you don't like it, you leave. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> That sounds actually good. But I mean, you know, the good girl in me was all like, no, once you commit it, like you're going to follow through. Like, right. that's it. But I was like, actually, I, like, I really like the idea. And I went and I walked into this room with all these weird angel people, like quote unquote weird. But I looked around and I was like, oh, these are actually normal people. These actually look like, you know, not crazy people. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to give it a try. And I sat down in the last row, obviously, like not going to be anywhere else. But I was like, I don't know about you people, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to be back here observing what is happening. And um, what followed were really the five most magical days that I could have imagined. Like I could really connect to, you know, the energies that she was pulling in and the guided journeys that she took us on. And I could connect with my intuition and my psychic gifts more. She taught us also, you know, we, we used Oracle cards to connect to the information because that's like an easy first step to actually get into it until you really understand your gifts and you can just do it without Oracle cards. So that kind of opened me up to the whole aspect of energy because she was obviously teaching energy healing with angel energies. And these angel energies were really, really powerful. Like whenever we were pulling in the angels and calling in the angels, would it was almost like we could hand it over to them because they would be doing it. Like we don't have to do anything. We're just the channel, right? Mm -hmm. So that took the ego out of it as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this basically answered that prayer in me where it was like, okay, I want, really want to connect to something deeper. And then after that, I did lots of her trainings. And please interrupt me if I'm going on a tangent here. No, no, I love it. <laughs> okay, amazing. And after that, I basically... I literally had this moment where I thought, okay, I need to reconnect with my soul. And I, yeah, I was working corporate all, all day, all night. I literally did not have a private life anymore, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I was my job. And, you know, this idea comes up when you're in corporate, oh, I cannot take vacation because I'm so important. And, mm. you know, <laughs> like yeah. I need to be here all the time. And I realized, okay, like this was getting a little bit more draining, a little bit less fun because the things were slowing down. I mean, when you have 10,000 people, it's not super fast startup energy anymore. It's, mm. it's, more, it's more slow. And I decided to, you know, I knew in order to reconnect with my soul, I cannot just go on a regular vacation and sit down on the beach. I knew right. I had to do something different. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I had recently gotten into yoga. 
I was mostly doing it to help my back, to be honest, I'm stretching and stuff like that. But I really knew it helped my back. And I knew that there was a whole philosophy around it, right? Mm -hmm. And I was guided online. This, this training popped up, this yoga teacher training in the Himalayas. And I was intrigued, but it was five weeks. Oh, and wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I don't know anyone who's ever gotten five weeks off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had the vacation days because I never used them, but I was like, I don't think my boss is going to say yes to this. <laughs> and I went to him and I asked, I'm just, I'm just going to ask, like, he can't say more than no. And he actually said yes. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, then I got to go do it. And it was pretty late. And I put in the, the application quite late, but they accepted me. Yeah. And off I went. Um, to a remote, remote village. I don't think they had ever seen any strangers up there. Like <laughs> beyond Rishikesh, like we went in this bus that was literally not, like you can't call it a bus, but not <laughs> by our standards. It was something that was being kept together with tapes, I think, and like pins. But we, oh, it was 16 hours and along, you know, these coast, like these um, cliffs in the mountains. I was just like, oh my God. 16 hours on that? Yeah, in that bus. Ugh, I mean, the, the mountains was not that long, maybe, I don't know, five hours, but oh, it was a journey, but it was really worth it because there, of course, there is a very strict routine. You get out at 5 a.m. and you mm. go to bed at 10 or something. And um, I was sitting in meditation one morning, or at least I was trying. <laughs> and, you know, they, they tell you really quickly, you have monkey mind and uh, that's what's going to happen when you sit down. But I was trying to concentrate and I couldn't really... And, and I was a little antsy. And then at some point I just decided, no, no, I'm going to focus. I'm going to sit down. Like, I'm really going to get in the zone now. And what happened next was really, I would say, life-changing for me. Because in that moment when I really decided and I, when I really like, commanded and asked for it, it was almost like I was being pulled out of my body. Like everything went mute from one moment to the next. It was literally, there were no sounds anymore, no river below, no birds, no leaves, no wind, nothing. It was just like silence. Mm. And I was being pulled out of my body. And I started seeing the visions from people all around the world and how we all have desires. And many of these desires are quite similar actually, but the way we express them is so completely different. Hmm. And I got this one sentence that just stuck with me. It was, you created this life, you can recreate it. And I was just like, yeah, we all create our lives mm -hmm. in such unique ways. Of course, we all have a desire for love and acceptance and all these things, but the way we express ourselves is so different. And to me, it just gave me permission to look at my life and be like, yeah, I've invested a lot of money in my education. I've spent a lot of time and energy building a career and kind of like finding this place in the world. But it gave me permission to just also let that go and follow a different path and follow what's true to me at that moment in time. So that really shifted my perspective and put me on this trajectory where I didn't know straight away, oh, you know, I'm going to do this, what I'm doing now, and I'm going to be a writer and author and coach and do all those things. I didn't know that. <laughs> like I didn't get a download and had it all figured out. Right. I kept asking my inner guidance every single day, is it now time to quit my job? <laughs> <laughs> every day going to work, I would have these Oracle card apps on my phone and I would be asking, is it now time? time to quit my job and it was constantly no 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 mm. I was like okay this is annoying <laughs> but I just trusted it and then about a year later 
the company got restructured. Like obviously there were so many employees at that moment in time that, and I had four departments below me. So it was a lot to handle. And they basically told me they want to split up the departments and put someone else in so that they get half of my departments and I take care of um, that other half. And I just knew technically it's a demotion. <laughs> so it's, it's like less uh, responsibility. And on top of that, my boss, my direct boss, basically, he said he's leaving. And I was just like, ah, oh, this other guy that I would be reporting to with less responsibility, that's not really exciting. So yeah, I decided this is, this is my sign. Like this is the sign that I'm going to leave and I'm going to try something new. And then I first got lost in these whole ideas around coaching apps and different things until I got a coach and she was like, no girl, you got to put yourself and your face on it. Like don't hide behind things. Don't hide behind ideas. Like this is your time to actually show yourself and to get out there. And that's what I then did step-by-step, step, just following my inner guidance around what I felt called to do in that moment in time. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not without ups and downs. Let's, let's be realistic. Um, right. But I think what really pushed me also was, you know, I was in a lot of pain during that time in corporate, but I'd never really wanted people to see it. And I had been struggling with an eating disorder for, at that time, I don't know, maybe six years seven years. And I felt like an imposter. I felt like I was going to this job and everybody looked me looked at me and saw just me as a super professional person, very direct, very, you know, managerial and just the leader. And then I would go home and I would feel so, I don't know, so, so much pain inside. Like there, I literally said, like there was this black hole inside of me mm. and it's so painful. And then I basically, um, I guess I tried to fill it with food, but I felt like I'm such a failure, like in this private life, like, you know, when no one's around, I feel so weak and like such a failure. And then I put on this mask of perfection the next morning and I show mm. up and I play this role and I just didn't want to live like that anymore. And that pain was really so big that it brought me to all these healing methodologies to really questioning my life, questioning who I am, my role in it, what actually makes me happy and how I can heal whatever needs healing in that regard. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Would you say that was your dark night was when you realized that you couldn't be doing that anymore, putting on that face and going in and saying that a life is perfect and then going home and feeling like it wasn't? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like we have many sort of dark nights um, of the mm. soul as we move along. Because I feel what I've come to learn over time, because back then I was literally just thinking, okay, anything dark is bad and everything light is good. Like angels are good and like being in the light is good. And the darkness is something to be avoided and, and to be healed and to whatever. And maybe partly that's true. But what I feel now is that the light is almost like our guiding star. Like that's our purpose, that's our mission, that's what's pulling us forward into our evolution, into becoming more of ourselves. But the darkness is actually the vehicle. Without the darkness, like we are not being pushed <laughs> into mm. the light. We're not being motivated. We are not really learning the lessons and understanding which parts of us we need to look at and understand so that we can jump forward more into the light and into our fuller expression. That's exactly why the podcast is all about dark nights is that it propels us into what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as ugly and hard as it is, it is necessary. 
So now you're doing coaching sessions. So how much time has passed between when you basically woke up or decided that you needed to have an entirely different life to now? I mean, you look so young. <laughs> so it could yeah. be like 20 minutes ago. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, that was basically, I think I did my yoga teacher training in like 2012. Okay. So I, I feel like now everybody's doing yoga teacher trainings, but back then that was not that much of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think I've been doing the, um, the coaching like five, six years now. I mean, the first year, I literally just spent chasing different ideas right, <laughs> what right. it should be. But then I would say around like five-ish, five and a half years maybe where I've been uh, really working as a coach. And I really started out, you know, just going on Facebook and telling people, hey, I'm going to be around for the next hour. If anybody wants an energy reading, ask me a question, just tell me and I'll tune into you and relay a message back to you. And that's how I started the business. I was literally just being of service and helping people and then people were curious okay like how do you know this like, <laughs> why <laughs> what's going on here and then um i helped like people that were drawn to me were really business women who were also spiritual and who believed in, in the spiritual guidance and energies and who wanted to reach a next level or more clarity or whatever it was that they were struggling with like people were stuck in some way shape or form and then I would work with them energetically and relay the messages and, um, and all of that. And over time, I feel it kind of, you know, it, it always expands and becomes um, a little bit more different. I also had a time where I then felt like, oh my God, I don't know if I actually want to call it anything with angels or ascended masters and kind of like putting the, all of that aside although I was still doing it <laughs> with my one-on-one -on -one clients, but I wasn't really advertising it so much. I feel like I'm also not really advertising it much right now, but all my work basically like it just comes through, right? Like mm -hmm. the flight code activation, like the ascendant masters just show up. They do the work. Like it's, it's literally channeled. Like I channel my work now. I channeled my book. I channel meditations. I, even talking to you, I set an intention up front. I call in my guides. I make sure that my intentions are really, really strong so that I literally become the vessel and whatever needs to come through comes through because my ego can never really fully understand it anyway. And I try to hmm. put it aside as much as I can so that I'm just more capable of fully showing up. Totally. <laughs> uh, you know this of course I, I do I do my soul sister <laughs> I know um I do have a friend that I interviewed and she was like wow I I watch you bounce in and out of channeling when you interview people and I really do there's a lot going on in my head left right brain <laughs> yeah. um so for me it, what got me on the path because I was a science teacher so I needed to be convinced as well basically like yeah <laughs> you know it took me a while and it was really the amazing, crazy stories of like seeing people heal and people being like, how do you know that? You know, that got me on that path. And I was just so curious. I wanted to figure it all out. I want to be like, I don't know how I know. How do I know? <laughs> yeah. um, so like, did you have stories like that? It sounds like you did. Yeah, literally it happens all the time. I don't know if I have a very particular story right now. I feel my gift, the way I use it right now, is very much helping people because I get so much information. Like when I connect with a client or even just in a group program with my clients, I get so much information. Like I already know what's going on for them, but they don't know it. But oftentimes what I've learned over time is that people reject what doesn't come from within them. Mm. So when I work with people, I actually know it all, but I've 
interestingly, it's interesting that you're asking me because now reflecting on it, I've actually stopped telling people directly. And I've started asking the questions that will help them realize it. Mm-hmm. So I actually don't work like a psychic. Like I, I, I would say I have some, some, <laughs> yeah, I have the abilities, but I don't, I don't work as a psychic. You know, psychics would be like, oh, I see this and this and right, this and yeah. that's what's happening and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I'm more like, okay, I get the whole <laughs> spiel here. Like I get what's going on, but I want you to see it. I want you to move through the process and I want you to see your own answers. And it's interesting because someone actually just yesterday said, in my Facebook group and they were like, oh yeah, I'm on this journey, but I don't feel like I want other people's opinions anymore or like looking for external resources or external guidance because I feel like that has always put me astray in some way and I want want it to come from within. And I was like, yeah, I completely get it. Like that's exactly it, right? Like once it comes from within, once we feel it as our truth, we're actually willing to change we're more willing to to see it differently and sh- to shift our perspective and to and do what it takes it truth, right? yeah yeah do what it takes what? to make that happen yeah i totally agree with you i started out being like this is what's going on in your life and this is what i see happening and then i watched people pivot to a new timeline or i would say this could happen or this could happen i started seeing the two timelines or more and then i realized wait a second forget all that I want to help people to, like you said, know what their truth is. What is most important? Reconnect them with their soul. Get out the crap that's keeping them from knowing that. And that's so true. It's so how you make or help people to become the person that they want to be. And, and, you know, so I channeled um, what Spirit wanted to talk about, and it was this. It was how to love yourself more and how to reconnect with your fourth chakra. That's what they said. They said, that's what she's going to talk about. And I, I mean, I know you're like all about purpose and truth and manifestation, but that's what the overarching conversation was going to be about. And I love it because that's what you're saying. You know, you got to get in tune with what's in there. And I love that as well, because I literally just before we started talking, I was doing some journaling and I, and I thought maybe I need to update my self-love course with these questions because it was actually related to self-love. <laughs> And that's thinking, really funny. I was literally wondering, like, why am I doing this so close to our call? And I was, should I be doing this journaling later on? <laughs> like, why am I doing this now? But it just felt right. And then literally there was this moment where it was like, oh, no, stop. This is it. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Very funny. Well, tell us what you wrote down because that's clearly for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all around. Okay. So... Oftentimes, what I see in myself or have seen in myself, that's what I was journaling about. And what I see in my clients, you know, to preframe, you know this, but just for everyone to have a frame, you know, in childhood, we pick up all these strategies and patterns to help us survive and to help us feel loved, right? To fit in, to be connected with our families. So we pick up all these strategies on, ultimately, it's literally how to survive. And in childhood, oftentimes, these strategies work really well. But then when we're adults, they don't work anymore. And they're actually becoming obstacles for us to have what we really desire, right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes what happens is that we believe we need to go outside of ourselves into the external to receive back, right? Mm -hmm. So possibly if I want to receive love, I need to go to the man. I need to go maybe to the family. I need to go to, I don't know, the job sometimes. Exactly. 
And then I will receive back the appreciation, the significance, the love, the care, whatever it is that I desire. So it's this whole wrong perception of that anything outside of us could give to us, right? Like we need to perform, we need to do, there is a condition around it. It cannot just Mm -hmm. be there. It cannot just be within you. You cannot just give it yourself. But there is something that needs to happen on the external in order for your internal world to be good, to be well, to be whole. And that's the tiny mad idea, right? But from the the universal law perspective, of course, it's not true because you receive who you are. And we are all one anyway. Like we are all just different perceptions and mirror reflections of the one energy, right? Mm -hmm. So it's actually crazy to think that, you know, we are not worthy of receiving now without doing anything. Like a mantra I picked up the other day was, I deserve everything doing nothing. Hmm. And I feel that's really powerful. And if anyone resonates, like write it down and look at it and really feel into it because that is really the essence because we are already worthy. We are born worthy. We just pick up all these strategies that make us believe that we're not and that we need to do something in order to receive it. Like this whole, if this, then that. But literally we are already it. And if we can start living it and being it, that's when we become it and that's when we attract it, right? And I feel it's so interesting because I've been doing this work probably for 10 years and still, you know, like healing and this work, I feel like it's the spiral, right? Like it's oh, this yeah. upward spiral. <laughs> There'll <laughs> be like, something there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's sometimes even so, wow, yeah, self-love. I've been there before, but then you circle back and it's a different level. It's a different perspective because we are different. We've changed and mm. our perspective on the topic has changed and we have just more and more or like deeper insights and deeper healing and deeper reconnecting with ourselves. So yeah, that's what I was journaling about this morning, this whole, if this, then that. And what I notice on this journey is that I think I, this is not new, right? Like I probably knew this as well five years ago, but I didn't know it the way I know it now. Like I mm, feel like yeah. I'm embodying it more now. Like I get it on a deeper level. Like, and I feel that's so important to understand also because sometimes people tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this or oh, yeah, yeah, I've read this. But yeah, there's a difference between knowing intellectually and understanding in your body, like mm-hmm. really understanding it from a different perspective. Like when it really, you know, that's like when it really drops in and you're like, oh my God, how does this not sink in in this way before? Like mm-hmm. now I get it. Now I really feel it. Now I feel the truth of it. And I feel we all need to not wait for that moment, but just acknowledge that that moment happens. And that's when change truly happens, right? When we have this, oh my God, moment, like now I really get it. Yeah. You're talking about conditional love versus unconditional love. And if you're always trying to get that condition there. So like whatever it is, you're always seeking something outside. You can always be taken away and that's going to be your happiness. That's going to be your self-esteem. That's going to be how you feel about the world, you know? And when you look at it, we're light. We are unconditional love. That's my feeling. We're here to love and to connect, but not connect conditionally. And it's so funny since the, I was telling somebody this recently, since the pandemic, I just tell people I love them. And I think I'm catching people off guard. (laughs) 
because it's not like just family members or like my wife or something like that. This is like not necessarily strangers on the internet, but if I've had a conversation, like I, I really find myself wanting to say I love you. And I'm not sure if it's the upgrades in, in our DNA that we're getting or the work that I've personally done or the global or all of it and, and missing people, like not seeing people and not being able to say that to people as much that are family or something like that. It's just so funny, but I truly feel it. I'm, I feel like I love them. <laughs> and, I, mm-hmm. and it's really this like letting go of like, you don't have to do anything for me. I know you think you do because I just said I love you. And now you either have to receive it or you have to tell me that I'm great too or something like that. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's <laughs> going on in your head. Not you necessarily. But I'm just saying, you know, when we say I love you to people, there's, it, it can scare people. And mm-hmm. I really think that's who we truly are inside. And we've gotten away from that. I don't know. That was just a little tangent there, but I knew you'd understand. I love it. <laughs> no, I love it. And it's so true. And I love what you touched upon in terms of if you say it, what then happens for people, right? Like they're in a dialogue. What, how do they feel about it? Because mm. this reaction that we have within to anything that happens is the patterns. It's the beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's not the truth of who we are. Whenever we react it's literally more from the unconscious mind where it's like, oh yeah, this is conditioned. So like, boom, this is the reaction to it. But when we pay attention to how it makes us feel in that moment, what is the emotional reaction we have? It gives us a lot of information about ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Can I receive it? Can I not? Do I feel I need to return the favor? I don't feel like returning the favor. What am I going to say then? You know, this whole... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to be like, no, there's nothing needed. I just wanted to tell you. <laughs> if I don't do it, then I'll feel stuck in where I am because I wanted to tell you, you know? It's so 100%. funny. 100%. It's yeah. so funny. And I feel there is such a difference between being reactive, like just reacting to something where we notice, okay, this is maybe more our unconscious patterns that are reacting and responding and being response, you know how they say responsible, like be responsible for you, for yourself or whatever happens, but it's the ability to respond, actually, the response ability. And when we can respond, it's literally from that place of, oh, I know myself, and I choose what the response is. I don't react because reaction mm. is just like, boom, like that's where I go to as a default. And responding is really like, okay, I, I took a moment of consciousness. You're okay. Anybody else who doesn't understand channeling would not think that their mind is blown, <laughs> but my mind is blown. I could turn my pages right here. And I literally wrote like yesterday or the day before the difference between response so what did you just say? Because my mind got blown. Response reaction and, and reaction. Response. Yes. And yes. the difference and how we, we are reacting to our world and not responding with our truth. Oh my God. Yeah. I told you she's my (laughs) spirit sister. (laughs) And if not twins, I have a twin sister, which is so crazy. So like I'm familiar, you know, with what a twin feels like. And I just feel like, where have you been? (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm right here. (laughs) No, I know. She's all the way in Sydney, by the way. And you used to live in what, Germany before that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm originally German, um, but I've always had this, you know, I I literally... (laughs) I I popped on this planet in Germany. I was like, well, this is the wrong address. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening? I'm supposed to be in America. Like, why am I here? And I constantly, like my dad would always take us on the most amazing trips. And I was, he asked us, where do you want to go? I'm like, America, America. I'm like, I want to oh, go to so the great. US. Where did you yeah. want to go or where did you go? 
Um, we would tour around Florida. We would tour around California. I really loved California. Yeah. Um, and I actually studied in Arizona for a year. Ended up studying there for a year. Spiritual but, stuff uh, or other stuff? No, other stuff. Like how to be really corporate. <laughs> yeah, how to be really businessy. <laughs> got a business. I got two business degrees from Germany and from Northern Arizona University. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. That's out of my league. I never really, I wasn't ever corporate and um, I didn't really understand corporate. I couldn't fit in that box. Teaching yeah. was about as loose as I could go at the time where you were just kind of like making things up on the fly. <laughs> I mean, that's actually the best lessons to be honest. Um, and that's then of true. course now I do this, which is way that's out channeling there. As well. Yeah. Yeah. It's way <laughs> you out You were there. channeling as a teacher. Oh, I know. I, I was reading energy as a teacher. I used to work in New York City in one of the most dangerous schools in probably the whole country. And I had yeah. high school kids that had weapons and one kid killed somebody after he wasn't allowed to come to school. But <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I would read their energy before they came into the classroom because I needed to know who was going to be a problem that day. So yeah. um, that, that was the beginning of my honing of my energy skills, I think. I call mm -hmm. it energy boot camp because <laughs> it, yeah. it was about like, saving my life, really, with those kids. Absolutely. And I love that you're saying that because we move through things in life that we maybe feel are a detour or why is this happening or why am I doing this? But looking back, oftentimes it makes so much sense in our development and where we are going and what was important for us to learn in order to become the person we're actually destined to become. Isn't that crazy how people do think it's like a detour? And then when I look at myself and I look <laughs> at my path, I'm like, oh, I should have known this was coming. Like this all adds up so easily now that I'm looking back. But at the time it looked like, why are you getting a psychology degree and then working in a dangerous school and then teaching privately and then doing energy healing sessions? Why did I hear voices and talk to dead people? I mean, at the time I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't know how this mm -hmm. all adds up. And then 10 years, 14 years later, I'm like, oh, I have a podcast and I teach people how to get in tune with themselves. Okay. Now I kind of understand. You know, back in the day, I had the psychology degree, but I didn't want to become a psychologist because I didn't want to hear people talk about their problems all day and then just like send them out the door. I felt like it was incomplete. Like I felt like I would not be really doing a good service. That was just me and my intuition. So I was like, well, mom and dad, I don't know what I'm doing, but that's not it. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to put that aside and see what happens. Well, now they have energy psychology, which makes a ton of sense to me. Speaking of which, I want to ask you, do you know about EFT? I do, yes. Do you like it? Oh gosh, when I first learned it, I did not. I'll be honest with you. You know how you always have to do your practice sessions on people and mm -hmm. like... And I just didn't like it. I was like, oh my God, how many more practice sessions? And it takes so long sometimes. Like the process that I learned also included angels and calling upon angels. Oh, wow. That's a very interesting Yeah. One. Yeah. Actually, I, I actually think that's really great because you're pulling in that energy to shift. I don't know. Like I've had an on-off relationship with it, really. It's so funny that you asked this because literally two <laughs> days ago, I thought, I should try EFT on this particular thing that I've got going on right now. Because what I like about it is basically that it works with the meridian points in the body and that mm -hmm. it works with the body. And we know, right, like a lot of stuff and energies and emotions get stuck in the body. Like an emotion is a chemical reaction in the body. So a lot happens when you feel an intense emotion. It gets imprinted, right? Like emotions mm -hmm. and uh, beliefs get imprinted through intensity, repetition, 
in order to get the energy flowing again, sometimes it does help to do some form of EFT, kinesiology, like something with the pressure points and meridians, right? Mm -hmm. So I do believe that that is very helpful. I think I know exactly what video you're talking about, where you were talking about a health concern that you have. And I think I beamed that you should do EFT to you when I was looking at it. <laughs> now that you're talking about it, I recall it. And I think you've got the message. The other funny thing is, so I'm terrible with Instagram and like stories and stuff like that. Like I'm learning it, you know. But I tapped on one of your pictures and for whatever reason, I was like tapping a lot. So I sent a bunch of sad faces to you on, I guess, the story. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> but then I was like, I'm sure she's going to know that that was not like I was sad that you were at the beach or wherever you were. I didn't even see the story, to be honest. And I was like, oh, how does this work? Um, and so then I was like, you know what I'm just going to do telepathy and just send it <laughs> to her, a message to her. Be like, just forget about that. Don't even look that I sent those sad faces, like eight sad and, faces. And here's the thing. I didn't even see it. See, good. I blocked you from seeing it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> On your own account. <laughs> Powerful oh stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so back to your, your situation, I was thinking, yeah, EFT is so good at turning off the fight or flight, which gets all that energy to the digestion and... And then obviously emotions can get stuck in our bodies and that helps to move it. So I am like, yep. uh, if you are the manifesting queen, I am the EFT queen. I will take it. I will own it <laughs> uh, because I, I love it. I think that actually EFT helps us to manifest like, cause it cleans up our energy and we become this magnet yep. for the law of attraction and, and can create the life that we want. Yeah. Coherence, right. in the body. Yeah. So I know that you feel, all right, I'm just going to ask you, what are you, how would <laughs> <laughs> I see. I don't want to do any What's leading questions. Next? <laughs> no, I know. I don't want to do any leading questions because we think so much the same. So I'm like, how do I say this? So that it doesn't sound like I'm like telling her something. Um, <laughs> what, what would you say are like three things that everybody should do in order to manifest the life that they want? Ah, the three things they should do. Okay. So I think the very first thing is really to acknowledge that we are powerful creators. So I feel, so why? <laughs> I'm going to give you the reason why. Sure. Um, why is because a lot of people effort and they try and then they slip back into doubt. So the first thing that I believe would be really helpful is just to tune into that sense of, I am a creator. What does that mean? How do I learn about this? How does energy work? How does the universe work? How do, do these laws of the universe work? Like sometimes our brain needs a little bit of a convincer for us to really get it and understand it. But actually being exposed to this different way of thinking, this different way of seeing the world that it's not if this, then that, or have to have a plan or focus on the how. So I would wrap that up and understand that you are a creator <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. read up on it, do a course, whatever, to really tap into that. Like that's something that I really went into detail on a structured process in Mind Makeover, where mm. really help people change their mind because I felt when COVID hit, like that's what I felt inspired to do to help people reconnect to themselves and their power within so that, mm. you know, whatever happens in the world, it doesn't matter. Your power has never been outside of you. It's always been within you. Can we just I wait, was, pause for one second? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I, that is the one thing about COVID that I just wish everybody would know is that they have so much more power over their health, their life, their reality 
than they were led to believe or believe even now. Like we can always get that next level of understanding that we're a creator and we are in charge of what we experience. Okay, now we can move on. (laughs) Thank (laughs) Thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for adding that. I think I'm not going to answer this actually in the one to three sequence. I'm, I just want to let it flow. So I, sure. I think Go, yeah, I just kind of screwed it up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all perfect. But what comes through next is yet people don't, or like this is not common knowledge, but our brain is the sender and receiver of frequency. Like it's mm-hmm. the most powerful transmitter of frequency, more powerful than any radio. It's like similar to a radio, but much more powerful. And the frequencies that we send out are so unique that they go through matter. They're instantaneous. You know, when you send me a thought, like it's here right now, like it, it doesn't need to travel, get on mm-hmm. a plane and come here, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I've seen an actual thought leave somebody's head. And so I just had that image of it getting on a plane. That was kind of funny. <laughs> That is very funny. But yeah, that's the energy leaving, right? Like on the energy plane. So whatever we focus on, it will basically come back to us. Having this, let's say, like the spring clean of our brain, really being conscious of what we think about and what we say. Like Mm. our thoughts and words are really, really powerful. Like our words, it's our sound. And sound, like whatever we speak into existence, you know, words create worlds. So what we think about and what we say. Just like tingle. Ooh, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Words create worlds. I love it. Oh my gosh, Scott. Yeah, right. That's good. Yeah. But that we're conscious of that, that, you know, actually this ties in into understand that you're a creator and start reframing or rewiring your brain to see the world differently and then really understanding like, okay, how do you do it? Through your thoughts, through your words. And a lot of people don't get that, you know, they think, I want a new car, or if I had a new car, that would be nice, or um, like they don't understand how to fully think it and say it so that it is actually a vibration within them. Because if I say I want a car, the wanting frequency will constantly keep it a want, a desire Mm. that never comes to fruition, right? Some people think about it in the negative, like... um, gosh, like I'm so trained to not thinking that way. I'm like, I know I can do it. Trouble. I can do it for you. They're thinking <laughs> they want it and then therefore they don't have it. So they're focused on the negative energy yeah, of the yeah, lack. Exactly. Like I don't want to be hurt, mm-hmm. right? Like that's something like, I don't want to be hurt, but that's, you're focusing on the hurt. Like mm-hmm. that's basically the vibration you're focusing on. Instead, you would rather say, I desire love. I am loved. Sometimes what I tell people, it helps to kind of like get nearer to the vibration if you can't fully believe it yet. So mm. I'm open to receiving love, something like that, until you can fully say something like, I am love. Because sometimes when we say I am love and there's this voice, no, you're not. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> sometimes that happens and that gives us an indicator where we can investigate, where we can go deeper into our unconscious beliefs because whatever we believe, we manifest that's just as simple as it is. Our beliefs will manifest around us. So whatever we have manifested, whatever we have created right now, this is what we're vibrating at right now. Like some people are sometimes like, oh, I don't know, like, what am I attracting? I don't know. Well, look around, <laughs> look around. <laughs> Tell me what's in your Sorry. environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what is happening in your life right now? That's what mm-hmm. you're a match for. That's what you're thinking about. That's what you're feeling right now as your truth so if you don't like what it is or if you don't like aspects of it 
start turning the screw a little bit and change it and see what happens. So I feel in terms of manifesting, we need to be open to investigating our unconscious beliefs. And that's one of the things I say a lot is everything is made up. Everything is made up. This whole universe, this whole world, everything has been made up by someone. Like the universe is mental, right? Like it's, it's one of the universal laws, mentalism. Everything came from an idea. Like even you having that microphone, someone at some point thought microphones would be a good idea. Like someone yeah. came up with that. Someone came up with computers, Zooms, whatever. Like in mm -hmm. every idea, every belief we hold, it's just that. It's made up and we can change it if we choose to but we need to choose and choice is probably another thing that a lot of people don't get because to choose to change your life or to choose to change a belief, it's not like, Oh, you know, it would be nice if that belief was different. That's not mm. a choice. And I explain it to people in a way that, you know, you need to lock it in. So it's something super simple. You know, we all have been there, but when we think about, Oh, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And then maybe you go into, ah, oh, you know, I could have fish, I could have chicken, I could have vegetables, and like all these different ideas come up, but that would be nice to have, but you haven't chosen it yet. You choose it the moment you actually decide, okay, you know what? It's going to be fish and vegetables, whatever. I'm just <laughs> making this up. It's going to be fish and vegetables. And then you're like, okay, do I have fish and vegetables? No, <laughs> I need to go to a supermarket. <laughs> right. Action. So. Exactly, right? And you go, uh, you have locked it in, but that moment you lock in, it's going to be fish and vegetables. Like you are not thinking about the other options anymore. That's right. the, the kind of single mindedness in your choice where you're like, no, this is what I choose and this is going to be it. And I'm going to choose that reality. Like you said before, like that's the timeline that I'm choosing. I'm choosing the like very simple thing. I'm choosing the timeline where I'm having fish tonight. <laughs> You know, yep, like yep. they could be a completely different timeline. It's some, something so simple, but we, I feel we make it too complicated sometimes when we think about these big concepts. Like everybody has been at that point in time where they thought about dinner and they made a choice what it's going to be. And then they go and make it happen. And if the first supermarket doesn't have the fish they want, they would very likely go to the other supermarket and check it out. Can they you made imagine a if they're like, oh man, it's over. I'm not having fish tonight. <laughs> But that's, but that's what people but, do. Exactly, right? That's what people do in life. Like, oh, I think it wasn't meant to be. It didn't work out the very first time I tried it. So, yeah, it's not. <laughs> this is hard. I'm going to have to put exactly. in some more effort and maybe drive five more minutes. <laughs> yeah, but someone who's really single minded, who's made the choice, like, if I choose, I'm going to have fish. Like, trust me, I'm going to go to three. Oh, I, I believe you. Yeah, with you <laughs> to helping to develop the number one. <laughs> e-commerce company in Europe. Yeah, I believe you. I, I believe that you but, probably already had six fish in your, your you know, refrigerator that you're already, <laughs> just in case you decided that. No, but you know what I mean. It's I like do. in that moment, we wouldn't question it. We wouldn't say, oh, it wasn't meant to be, or it's too much effort or whatever, because we had already decided and it's a non-negotiable. But with other things where it feels maybe a little bit more intangible or like a desire and we have tried for a while, you know, like Yoda said, do or do not. There is no try. Right. Um, try is a weasel word. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't. Yeah. Weasel. It's a weasel word. So it's like, you're like, well, I can fail if I want. That's what try yeah, means. Exactly. You haven't decided that you're going to yeah. succeed. I know we try to catch each other, my wife and I on when we say try. I'm like, no, but it kind of fits here. And she's like, mm -mm. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. All right. I'll, I'll say it. I'll do it. <laughs> 
so good. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes I even catch myself when I'm talking to someone and then I'm like, literally, no, not try. <laughs> okay. What is it really specifically here? Yeah. And the best thing to do, if you're saying try and you're, ha- you're resisting saying, I'll do it. What's the energy behind that? What's the program? Exactly. What's the belief, you know, and move yeah. that energy so you can own it. And here, something that I really love that may help your listeners as well is if we run into blockages, what I tell my clients and what I have them journal on is, why do I not want this? And that question in itself is really powerful that. when we start asking ourselves, so write that down. why do I actually not want this? And this will uncover the unconscious patterns for you and what you're actually getting out of it. That's mm. actually the question that it targets. What are you getting out of? not having what you want. Like there is no judgment ever, but there is a reason why you're doing it. And maybe because you are receiving attention or you, right. know, you can maybe, I don't know, hang out on your couch more. <laughs> like I don't know what it is, but that really helps us shine a light on those unconscious patterns that we have within. Have you ever studied Carolyn Meese? I've heard of her, but not she. Studied. Okay. So she's from Chicago and she's a medical medium. No, wait, she calls mm-hmm. it a medical intuitive is what she calls herself. And she's really, really direct. And I remember when I first started on my journey, she was like, just what you said, how is being sick working for you? Like, why, mm-hmm. why do you want to be sick? I'm like, I don't want to be sick. And then I was like, oh, huh, let me look into that more. And then it was hard for me to start talking to my clients in that way and saying, listen, there's something this is doing for you. I'm not sure what it is, but we can explore it because there'll be a lot of good answers in there. But I remember how much I resisted that at first and I was mad and I was like, who could ever say that to anybody? And, you know, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, all right, I'll listen. She's probably right. (laughs) There's got to be something there. Let me see what it is. So uh, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. That's exactly it. Especially um, health things and like sicknesses oftentimes have an underlying benefit because we do receive a lot of attention and love and appreciation from maybe our family oftentimes. Mm. And that is probably what we really want, you know, but maybe we don't have to, you know, how I said before, we have these whole, I do this to receive that kind of Mm. cycle where we go outside of ourselves to receive back. And that's another example for that. Like I have the sickness and so I need to have this in order to receive love and affection back. But what if you didn't have to go through this loop? What if you could just, be love, you know, receive appreciate it. yourself, give it to yourself, receive it, understand that you are one with everything, whatever you give yourself, you give to everyone anyway. Mm. But it's not selfish to give to yourself because you can't give what you don't have. Mm. And if you, but this is something that came through this morning, whatever you give to yourself, you give to everyone anyway. So just give to yourself because we are all one, we are all connected. Yep. The work that we do, we raise other people's vibrations. That would be like the quantum science around that (laughs) Um, because we're all connected. So our vibrations are kicking it out and other people and helping them to raise their vibration, depending on who you are and what work you've done. That's the power versus force. Have you studied that? (laughs) I started reading the book. Yeah. I mean, I I looked at the book a lot. It was next to my bedside table. No, I, I, I honestly, it was just the chart was all I needed. You know, do you ever do muscle testing or probably you just know, yeah. right? The number. So you can actually find out where you are on the scale of zero to a thousand to figure out like what your vibration is. And I, I love that because you can check in. I've watched my vibration go up and it kind of feels good because there's, it's not like we get degrees, you know, when we do this work, it's just like, 
I don't know. It's kind of all like meshed together, you know, all the years and all the trainings and all the thoughts and all the healings. And it's just, you know, you just feel better and you help people and you know that that's what you want to do for a living. But anyway, it's sort of like getting a degree when you look at this thing. It is. (laughs) You're like, I graduated that level and then that level and then that level. (laughs) It's like a universal degree, right? Yeah. The one that actually matters. Universe degree. So yeah. interesting. Actually, university is quite similar to universe, like universe degree, university degree. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had gotten the university or, or universe degree. That would have been probably more helpful. At least, I, you know, I'm so glad that energy psychology is around now because I really may even go back and get like a PhD in it just because it's so cool. I'm actually quite happy you told me this because funnily enough, psychology has been on my mind as well. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like speech therapy because of the same reason. Like I don't like talking about problems. Like if you keep talking about the problem, you're just energizing the problem constantly. Like there needs to be something like, okay, this is a problem. We've nailed it. Now let's move this out of the way and go into a new direction and energy, right? Right. I just feel like it just trips people up so much and then they put in so much effort and then they feel like they're not getting anywhere. I mean, I would doing EFT sessions with people very often. They'd be like, wow, I just saved five years of therapy just in one session. It's because they they wouldn't have gotten that realization. Exactly. And one of my clients in Mind Makeover, she actually gave a testimonial after and she was going to trauma therapy. It was called EMDR. Like I'm not actually very familiar with it. So she was on a 10 and she had not seen her therapist for the whole time while she was in mind makeover. And then she went back and she was a three and her therapist was like, what the hell did you do? Like what happened? Like in this time where you did not (laughs) basically see me or have any session, like how are you from a 10 on a three now? That's amazing. this was a group coaching program, literally. Like I didn't even work one-on-one with her. She was like, yeah, this discovery call I had with you was worth more than any therapy session. Module one gave me more answers than years in therapy. That's so awesome. Feel, but I just wanted to underline how important it is to really get to the core. And we can get to the core in a short period of time if you have the right person. We don't need to mull over the problem again and again and again and not ever shift it. And I feel... Yeah, with the higher vibrations that are coming in, like a lot faster healing and shifting is really mm. available to us now. Because I feel we're all called into that higher vibration. And I, I can tell with myself right now, like I feel like I'm, you know, the spiral. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there it is again. And I feel like, okay, wow, th- there's like some really deep stuff right now that's being excavated and that's being shifted and that I'm called to shift right now. Like it's deep stuff. And I feel Mm. like I've been there a couple of times, but it's like, okay, no, like this really feels more core. And I feel it's because we are being called into that higher vibration. And like you said before, you can test your vibration, right? But most people are so much in the survival and just going to work and coming back and paying the bills and like low energy is like a very slow moving energy, right? Mm-hmm. And the higher we can get on a vibrational scale, the faster we manifest. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. when we're in a low vibration, we start manifesting. It may take a while until it actually comes back, until we're fully in alignment. But it will come back because the universe does the work, right? We just don't really see it. It's not on our radar screen yet. On our radar screen, mm-hmm. is just what we know. But as soon as we decide and as soon as we start feeling those feelings in our body, like all the things are starting to happen outside of our radar screen and the universe is getting to work. And sometimes we lose hope and we start doubting before it comes into our radar screen. But it doesn't mean that it hasn't started yet. It mm-hmm. has already started. 
universe is working for you. It's lining up the people, the experiences, all the stuff. But then we get impatient and we think it needs to happen by a certain point in time. And we don't trust the divine timing. So over time, the more we practice it and the more we understand that we are creators and that vibration is a real thing, and the more we kind of like train ourselves up on that vibrational scale, the faster things start turning around, right? We have a thought, boom, it happens. Right. We're just that magnet, that really clear magnet, totally aligned. Yeah. Yeah. There was something you said just there and I was like, oh, I wanted to tell you a secret. (laughs) (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So you had mentioned that your client uh, went from a 10 to a three. And I just wanted to say almost every single session that I've ever seen a three on, you know, your rating, it's called the suds rating, a subjective, I don't remember what the word stands for. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so you go from a 10 to a three, the three means that it's in your history, your ancestral history. You need to update that. That's where why you're getting stuck is because you got to clear the, the ancestral history. So Interesting. Yeah, a little FYI. And you can actually just tell your DNA to do it. So you just say, I, I feel like if I tell you, you might start like, <laughs> your whole body. <laughs> um, do it. I like that. Yeah, okay. So you just say, um, I now command. My, I'm trying to hold back the energy so it's not too strong. Um, I... I <laughs> You're so energetic that I'm like, I feel like I'm like hitting you with it, but here, because it's so strong and powerful. I know you'll feel it. So you say, I now command my multidimensional DNA to update this program of whatever, or, or this belief or this thing that I feel must happen. And then once you update it, you go and you like pop into this new expanded state. It's awesome. Mm, I love yeah, that. It's pretty awesome. And you get the whole rewriting of the programs and um, your truth comes flowing in. And then there's this like time period where you have to wait for the reset. But it happens. I mean, it happens like in within a minute. And that's the thing is people think, how could five years of therapy happen in one hour? And it's because you're going for the energy, the real core of it, of like it being stuck in your body. That's how you get through five years yeah. of therapy. <laughs> And I'm not, yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying that you don't need to see your doctor. <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer. FYI, disclaimer. <laughs> FYI. There's also one at the end of the podcast, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, and I, I, I've heard this from my clients. It's not me saying it, you know, I mean, I know it because I've been through, I do, we all do our own healing as you know, and the more we do our healing, the better healers we become. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? You want to tell us where, First, tell us, is there anything that you wanted wanted to share that you didn't share? I loved our conversation and how it (laughs) flowed. So thank you so much for having me. Big, big thank you. You're welcome. Tell everybody where they can find you because I know you're doing a lot of stuff. First of all, she has a podcast, people. It's called Woke Babe and she's on Instagram and you have a website and it's called Sharon Sharon Kirsten.com and then you should go to slash manifest so you can get these three awesome meditations exactly three manifesting meditations oh yeah and you're on facebook and help yeah of course i am and on youtube oh youtube as well yes i (laughs) I, in my stalking routine i did not make it all the way over to youtube um so do you want to you want to tell everybody i mean i read your forbes article you guys this woman is amazing she's obviously like you know so super cool so intelligent so wise and then you know she's been in these magazines and she's done all these amazing things for people and transforming their lives but uh, what's on your youtube (laughs) (laughs) 
um, it's basically also videos and just sharing my musings and teachings. And um, yeah, and if someone is interested in reading my book, which might be right, it's I forgot called, the book. This, this is the, the thing book. you've done so much. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, it's called The Answers Within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, find your soul purpose and ignite your hidden superpowers. Yeah, awesome. And it's Amazon. I wanted to tell you when you mentioned that you wanted superpowers, it reminded me of one of my clients. She was a young girl. She was 12 or 13. And every time that she would see me and I would do the energy work on me, she would ask me, how do you have the superpowers that you have? Like, I want them. And I'm Mm. like, well, I don't know how to just give them to you. (laughs) But I know (laughs) that if we start doing the energy work, maybe they'll show up. And sure enough, within two years, they all came out and she was like, I have superpowers. It was so cute. Um, So anyway, I I wanted to just say that that was cute that you thought that. And I I know that you've manifested them. So that's awesome. (laughs) So anybody can just ask for them and and then don't be scared when they show up. Right. You know, a lot of times we're like, Whoa, I didn't want it to look like that. I didn't want to talk to dead people. I know somebody that said that they were like, Whoa, this was not in the contract. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you wish the, for. Yeah, the dead people. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. You have to be clear about what you want. So yeah, thank you true. so much for joining me. And thank you to the podcast listeners. Both of us appreciate you and all the work that you're doing to raise the vibration on the planet. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 